Hey everybody, welcome to Creepy Club. I'm Rissa. I'm Heidi. And this is the podcast where we talk everything creepy and crimey. It mm. kind of rhymes when you do it like that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Maybe a slant what? rhyme. What? I don't know what that means. It means like kind of rhymes. Okay. Because Heidi and crimey don't exactly rhyme, but it's kind of rhymey. <laughs> All right. I was not an English major. Uh, I am a writer of many things, but was not an English major. What episode are we on? Uh, 65? Holy I crap. I think. That's a, that's a lot of yakking. I know. That's like, if you listened for every week for a year, you'd still have more to listen to. Totally. <laughs> So, do you have any CCCs? I don't. I actually listened um, listened this weekend with Al and checked for any uh, corrections, conclusions, clarifications, just to make sure. Yeah, and didn't didn't hear anything other than. Me being slightly awkward every once in a while. I mean, that's just my normal. I mean, that's what you're going to get here at Creepy Club. Just slightly awkward. Yeah, like not not so socially awkward. People won't hang out with us, but right. not it, we un- have more friends than just us. Not unlistenably awkward. No, but I do. I Well, should I point out my flaw? Hmm. I'm going to let it go, because if I point it out, then other people will notice it, and then I'll annoy them, and it already annoys me. I think that's nice of you. Sure. Sure. (laughs) Anyway, Al said she would only, she would have never noticed it if she didn't know me. Anyway, shout out to Jupiter. Auntie Hattie loves you, and I know you're listening. You're a good girl. Be a good girl. Be a good girl for Mama. And shout out to Esme. I met Esme today. Is she not amazing? She's so sweet. She has so cute. the most gorgeous Beyonce thighs. Yeah. <laughs> she, she, so that's Wolfie's longtime girlfriend. Mm-hmm. My, my sweet pupper. Um, Jupiter, don't, well, Wolfie's Polly is basically the short version. Uh, but so is Esme, so she's fine with it. Most dogs are, I feel like. I, uh, yeah, I think Jupes might, she might, she may have multiple partners should the opportunity provide itself. I wonder if Penny uh, opened the basement door, because she's now with us, and I had closed the basement door. This further supports my theory that she is at least part demon. <laughs> I love her so. Every time I see Penny, I'm like, Hi, Penny. I love you. Even though I know you don't love me, I love you anyway. Anyway, Esme has, she's a white pit bull mm-hmm. or pit mix. I think she yeah, might have some Staffordshire it, it, terrier in her, which is just another kind of pit bull, really. Mm-hmm. But she's got a very, um, She's got like kind of an extra broad build. Yeah, she's stacky. She's she chonky. She chon- but not really chonky. Chonky's no, like she's fat. not chonky. She's like stout muscle. If she was 
a human lady, mm -hmm. she would be a bodybuilder. Like, she could bench press. Yeah, totally. She would make Arnold Schwarzenegger look like <laughs> a total biscuit. Yeah. I mean, she, I feel like she could smash him. She loves Wolfgang like nobody's business. And those Aww. two tussle. There's so much rolling around and like grass flying when they play together. Yeah. And they like make out. That's cute. They touch tongues. It's disgusting. He does that <laughs> with Jupiter also. Don, let us know if you want us to shout out your Instagram handle so that people can follow Esme. Oh, yeah. Because she does post. She posts a lot of Esme. She does. Um, Don... Don is um, a longtime BFF and just amazing human. Well, we human. talked about Don's story on the podcast of the chimpanzee. We did. We did. Wait a minute. What is it? A chimp? We got in trouble because it we was said a chimp. That, what were we trying to say? We it was said before? monkey. It's not a monkey. It's a chimp. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> the, her. The, I think the episode's called <laughs> "Somebody's Monkey." I forget who the what the lady's name was. Oh, okay, yeah. And my husband's always, he's always telling me that, like, <laughs> people are going to come at us. Like, we're going to get, we're going to go to the grocery store and get jumped. We don't have that jumped. many listeners. <laughs> no, I feel like, yeah, most of it's like your mom, Dawn, <laughs> Al, my husband. My sister-in-law. Oh, hi, sister-in-law. Yeah. And hi, baby. Mm-hmm. Z. Baby Z. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Babies, I hope I don't. We'll try to say the creepy things in a in a little bit of upspeak, so as not to upset the tots. <laughs> I don't think that the I don't think my niece and nephew are listening, but she's probably wearing headphones. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's a smart lady, right? Yeah, yeah. Why did you make that drink just for yourself? Oh, should I have made you one? Yeah. Uh, sorry. Rude. Also, sorry if you can hear me drinking it because it's clinkly. So, sidebar, she brings down this drink, and she's like, ooh, you should try my drink. It's super delicious, and then tells me about all the amazing stuff that's in it. <laughs> but It's it called just, Basil Shrug, and it's basil, apple cider vinegar, and um, honey. And I bought it from this, like, cutesy grocery store. It's called Local Harvest. Very granola vibe. Yeah, very hippie. Uh, and Granola pricey vibe yeah it's fucking delicious yeah, i mix it, it with vodka and grapefruit sparkle water and um do you want me to pause the podcast and make you one i do actually okay I'll, okay we'll, we'll be right back we'll be right back after this message which is not gonna happen and we're back yeah things are a lot better now that i have a adult <laughs> beverage so so bad host uh sorry usually you come over with your own beverage which you did i did so, it just but i didn't know you were gonna have delicious beverage here yeah i it was kind of a last minute decision it, i'm a you know what i'm gonna let it go this time next <laughs> time i can't i can't make any promises so um we got some feedback from brayden Oh, we did? Yeah, Adorable well, Brayden? What's up, Brayden? Um, he sent me... My husband goes, how to record. what's a resting friendly face? What? 
I was like, don't just stop it. If you don't know, then you don't have one. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. I don't know. Uh, he sent me some stuff about how to record sound coming from their PC. He says it's uh, more difficult than it needs to be. So that's not going to happen, probably. Um, he also sent uh, the he the mount that he uses for his phone. Oh, God bless him. It's got... It's like $60. Jesus Christ. That may be the ticket to like actually it actually working. So basically I could hire somebody through like TaskRabbit for less money. Well, and here to just just sit in the passenger seat and hold it for me. I like that. Well, because then I could be like I this I have a double chin in this angle. Could you adjust? Right. Um, but it, I think that this is good. This, this like suction cup is good. And it also has fast wireless charging, which I don't tend to need. I am definitely way too cheap to spend this much money on this gadget. Yeah. Well, I'm going to DIY on, some shit. There's going to be he, like. He replied to our Twitter. So if you guys are curious, just get on there and find it. Holy crap. Um, look at all that stuff. Le- yeah. He also sent a picture of his setup in his car. That is insane. It is intense. There's like a mixer kind of. Th- it's not. I don't know. He's probably like, no, it's not a mixer. It's a blah, blah, blah. But it's like got a lot of buttons on it. And it looks like he uses it to like play stuff. It looks like <laughs> he is either. Idiot. Um, possibly. What do they call it? Like the night stalkers, like the reporters <laughs> that go out late yeah, at night to uh, chase night crawlers. Yes, night crawler, not night. Well, it's kind of stalker. Mm-hmm. Um, either potential or like a private eye. Yeah, or like I don't know. It just reminds me of like Brayden potential side that... hustle, private eye. It and... looks like the setup for like a police person too. Yeah, a I thought that officer. too. Is <laughs> it police person? Also, I'm just gonna throw this out there. I have sweet dreams of being a private detective oh so if this is a side hustle you pursue mm-hmm. resting friendly face Braden. yeah um i'll ride shotgun and i'll like open your beverages yeah. and navigate like what adjust the mic yeah could we be like if you come pick us up can we be on your podcast and then you can come be on ours and we can cross promote that'd be fun right Oh my god, that would be so fun. Okay. I um, also would I like, wanna write I should in... listen to his podcast first. <laughs> well it sorry, we haven't listened. It I really listened yet. it it doesn't matter. Yeah. I wanna do it's it true. anyway. It's true. I wanna do it anyway, and I wanna be in the back seat so I can be like a puppet. Like oh. I wanna have like so one time my friend Maddie and I were doing street outreach and Okay, I hope no well. I'm sure the statute of limitations passed. We ran out of seats. So she had to sit in the trunk part of an SUV. Mm-hmm. And we had some supplies back there, like socks and hats and things. And so she laid down in the back and did puppet theater from the trunk. <laughs> and I, uh, so oh, if, hi, Penny. oh, hi, Penny. I'm a little frightened now. Um, no, she's too, to she's too friendly. <laughs> scares me. But if I was in the back, like, I want to make one of those doorway puppet theaters. Yeah. So I can just like periodically pop in. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Awesome. So, you know, get back to us, Brayden. Also, if you want we to see have a ideas. Picture, if you want to see a picture of Brayden's setup, 
go to go to our Twitter. He replied, and I will also wear my furry cat mask the whole time. (laughs) Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, because I don't know if y'all have caught on, but Heidi's face has never been seen. Heidi's anonymous. It's true. It's true. Rissa's face has been seen. Mine has not. I have a furry cat mask I wear sometimes. Yeah. I that picture of me with the furry cat mask on holding the um last rites kit shaped like a crucifix. I showed that to a friend and they were like, That's the most disturbing thing I've ever <laughs> seen in my entire life. Because I awesome. in real life have resting friendly face as well. And resting retail face. You I can do. tell you where anything is in Target. <laughs> So we also got some feedback from Karana Beth, which we pronounced correctly. Oh, we did. We did. Oh, good. Slammed I'm glad. Down. Um, and she suggested that I do a series, or you, either one of us, do a series on haunted lighthouses, and I think I'm gonna take her up on that. Oh, that sounds fun. Um. Also, she says I'm on the no side to enjoying wedding planning. Really. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's just me. Yeah. I mean, that's okay. But thanks for uh, getting back to us about that. And if Yeah, you thanks like for to, participating. If you'd like to chime in on if you enjoyed planning your wedding, you can tweet us at creepyclubpod. You can email us at creepyclubpodcast at gmail.com. Apparently I'm some kind of weirdo. You can... See, yeah, that, this is why I want feedback is because I think that I might enjoy doing it, but I've had so many people tell me it's horrible that I'm... I'm I had skeptical. fun. Uh, I, you can also DM us on Instagram at Creepy Club Podcast and Facebook.com slash Creepy Club Podcast. And I think that's it. You so can, you can text us if you know us. <laughs> my life philosophy is also kind of like I can either decide that this is going to be drudgery or I can decide that I'm going to have fun. For sure. Like, my friend April and I, we have gone and done some businessy things together mm-hmm. and had so much fun. Like, you, I feel like I could literally go anywhere and have a good time. Yeah. My ADHD is helpful. Yeah. Because sometimes I pass notes because mm-hmm. things just pop in my head. Like, one time we were at a workshop on running an LLC. Mm-hmm. And I leaned over and asked her if her ferrets could have babies. Like, I needed to know yeah. right then. Yeah, I'm with you. Well, she had four, and I was like, I want to pet a baby ferret. Like, whatever they were talking about was really boring. Yeah. Sounds and like so, it. I don't know. I mean, it's all perspective. Mm-hmm. You can go anywhere and have a good time. Yep. yep. Should, should we get into our topic? I mean, I guess. All right. This is the final episode of the uh, 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 (laughs) sorry i had a mini stroke this is the final episode of the ed and lorraine warren series i can't believe it's coming to an end i know it's been so long it's been like i don't know probably two three months right because it's been like five or six episodes i think it's been quite that long but it's been a minute yeah all right so um this i'm going to talk about this snedeker house I hope that I'm pronouncing that correctly. It doesn't. It matter. sounds German, so I think you nailed it. Yeah. Um. This as a German, also known as the haunting in Connecticut or a haunting in Connecticut. That's the name of the movie that is based on this story. Part of the Conjuring universe, I think. I don't know. Whatevs. I know we're 
Heidi and I are not huge fans of scary movies, so. I know, which makes what we <laughs> if do even more hilarious. Here, yeah. Um, so there's this couple. Their names are Carmen and Al. Last name Snedeker. I like saying that. It's nice. It rolls you know why I like you saying it? Because it makes me think of our local commercials for Gettiker. Gettiker's Superstore <laughs> that's yeah. closed on Sundays for, for the, the Lard's Day. Day. Yeah, we've yeah, talked we about have that before. the worst local commercials, but as does everyone. So they moved to this house in um, Southington, California. That's not right. I put California. I think it's Connecticut because <laughs> it's haunting in Connecticut. They moved to a house in <laughs> Southington, Connecticut in 1986. Maybe it was a double shot in that drink. Yeah, that's true. I am a little... I had some coffee, too, so, you know. Um, balance, balance. So, 1986, Connecticut, they moved to this rental house, um, and they moved there to be near, near to a hospital where their son, Philip was getting treatment for Hodgkin's lymphoma. Oh, bummer. That's what my hopes had. Oh, I didn't know. Or, mm, I always get it mixed up. He he had non-Hodgkin's. Non yeah, he had the one, like, if you're going to get it, that's the one you want to have. But okay. he had a nasty case of it. Anyway. Gotcha. Uh, they also had another son, a daughter, and there was the, uh, their niece was living with them as well. That sounds crowded. Yeah. Um. Although... It does sound crowded, but the home was described as spacious. And um, so this... Like, that is a matter of perspective. <laughs> their spacious urban home seemed perfect. However, you know where this dun, is going. Dun, dun. Um, they found out after they moved in that the house used to be the Hallahan Funeral Home. <laughs> mm, that doesn't... That makes it feel crowded. Yep. Uh, there was a room in the basement where they found embalming tables and mortician tools. Okay, while I find that super interesting, I would not want it where I live. Nope. And, uh, unfortunately, that was the only room that was large enough for the two boys to share. Their two sons. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, your bedroom is where people got embalmed? Yeah, mm -mm. yeah, yeah. Nope. Yucky. Mm, that's... Okay, not to mention the fact, the stuff that they used to embalm people, I feel like the remnants of that could kill you 20 years later. Oh, yeah. Totally. So, um... Formaldehyde. I was like, what's that word? It's something with a P or an F. Yeah, formaldehyde. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, unsurprisingly, weird stuff started happening. Household items would start to start. <laughs> Household items would disappear. Strain. They heard uh, strange sounds and voices, and then the the children started seeing strange people. Mm. Ew. I don't like where this is going. And then they heard. They would hear the sound of a hunt. They would hear the sound of hundreds of birds flying overhead at once. Ooh. I don't like that. I don't like that either. That's very foreboding. Then they noticed that their son, Philip, who had the Hodgkin's lymphoma, his demeanor started to change. Can I do, can I tell you a funny aside? Sure. So every time I went to the Goodwill outlet, I mm -hmm. was like, what kind of fucking birds live on top of this building? Uh -huh. Because there was this like, oh yeah, I really, told me this before, but super, keep going. 
loud bird of prey noise. Yeah. And I was like, I know that birds often will nest in large buildings up near the top. And then someone was with me and they were like, uh, genius, that's a machine. <laughs> that's like to keep pigeons and shit away. Yeah. I was like, oh, I guess that's why it's... Why are you here on such regular <laughs> intervals <laughs> and why I hear it every time I come here? Yeah. But I thought, what the fuck? Do they have like a a a murder of hawks up there? Because you know how it's a murder of crows. Right. Yeah. Which I think is that's kind of cool. Yeah. Like if you're gonna be a group, be a murder. Yeah. Don't commit murder, just like be a murder. Anyway, carry on. All Thank right, you for so, letting me share my story. So they started noticing that their son, Philip, his demeanor changed. He became increasingly withdrawn. Mm-hmm. He had he had bouts of anger and rage. Uh, and he... Uh, this is... Okay. Also, trigger warning. Uh, we're going to be talking about rape and necrophilia. So if any of those Ooh. trigger you... Don't listen to the rest Do of this I episode. Do I count? <laughs> <laughs> it's not anything graphic. Just referring to it. So, uh, Philip. Okay, good. So, this has been your warning. Philip. <laughs> <laughs> one, two, three. One, two, three. Philip started writing necrophiliac poetry. Um, That's a genre I didn't know existed. <laughs> <laughs> Do they have a meetup group? <laughs> There's a section at Barnes and Noble that you can. It's next to self help. Yeah. Um. He. Oh, not he. Uh. Oh yeah. No. Philip physically attacked his niece with the intent to rape her. Oh, Philip. So he fuck. was. He was arrested. Good. Um. Went into custody. He was diagnosed as schizophrenic. Oh. Okay. That. But then explains he, some things. But then he returned home after his symptoms disappeared. Um, okay. I have some problems with the adults in the house who made that decision. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how, how long he was in custody or wherever he was, but, um, but while he was gone, the paranormal phenomena continued. Um, there were, the family had sightings of a strange man with untidy white hair Dressed in a black and white pinstripe suit. The way you said that almost sounded like tidy whities. <laughs> um, the rest of the family started experiencing the same stuff with the same intensity as Philip. Objects disappeared more frequently. They started smelling uh, rotting meat out of nowhere. Um, they would find if they they had religious stuff around the house and they would find their religious objects bent or broken um and then there was a cross that they had on the wall that would periodically turn up upside down you know that's a that's a no stuff that's a no for me yeah uh there's a couple things that would get me to move rapidly (laughs) yeah i'd be like you know what we're just gonna hire some folks to pack yeah i'll be not here totally so Carmen, the mother, witnessed a very thin entity with high cheekbones, long dark hair, and black eyes. Yuck. And then there was this... Mm. This imagery is 
Ugh. I know, I know. This one's like more disturbed. It's like very similar to all the other ones, but like just slightly turned up on the disturbing aspects of it. Um, there was this incident where Carmen was mopping the kitchen floor and the mop water turned blood red and then she smelled the smell of rotting meat. Uh, Yuck. That's way worse than green holy water. Then, yeah. <laughs> then she was attacked in the shower by an invisible entity. Um, attacked mm-hmm. by invisible anything is not okay. <laughs> <laughs> And also uh, yeah. in the shower, thanks to the movie Psycho, right. every time I take a shower, at some point, I look over my shoulder. Yeah, same. Yeah. And I do you lock the shower door when you're in there? Oh, we don't have a lock. I mean, it, there's a lock on it, but it doesn't work. So it's like one of those ball bearing doors. Oh, my pantry's like that. I had to get a child safety lock because the dogs kept pillaging the garbage. <laughs> um, I... If I'm at home alone, I always lock the door. Huh. Yeah, smart. Well, yeah, I took a personal safety class that recommended you do that no matter what. They also recommended you have, like, the equivalent bear mace with you in the bathroom, which I think is... Whoa. While, I mean, it does cover you for the outlier possibility, because they said, you know, if you're being watched, typically people will wait for opportunities when you're going to be distracted or where they can identify your location in the house, shower, dryer. Like, those are, there are clear indicators from the outside of the home where you are in the home. Mm, and now so, I'm going to be paranoid for the rest of it. Safety life. tip mm-hmm. lock the bathroom door if you're at home alone, showering, have your phone in there. Cool, cool, cool. Maybe cool. some bear mace. Um, and I guess the same if you're doing laundry. Right. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. So, um, Carmen also with her niece were, they, um, experienced this paralyzing mist in the kitchen. Not cool. So wait, the mist paralyzed them or it, like it actually paralyzed them or the mist scared the crap out of them and then they were paralyzed. I mean... I don't know. Same difference, probably. Okay. Um, And then both parents were raped and sodomized by spirits. Uh, Yuck, right? Oh, my my insights don't like that. Yeah. So their other son, Matt, started exhibiting the same behavior as Philip, and he underwent a similar evaluation, although I could not find... Uh, if there was any of the same conclusions as, you know, schizophrenic or something like that. Um, but soon after that, they they called Ed and Lorraine Warren. Here they come to on the case. The yeah. uh, they, the Warrens moved into the house with them. So oh. double crowded. Uh, and they, they brought along some crew members and this guy named John Zaffis, who was part of the crew and they moved in for two months. That's a super long time to be a visitor. (laughs) Totally. And I feel like after two hours, I'd be like, see ya. Yeah. Right. Uh, the members of the crew reported being slapped and beaten and pushed and slammed to the floor. There is no part of the story so far that I think is 
um, not terrifying. Right. So okay. John John Zaffis, who was a member of the crew, he uh, one night he was staying up late and everyone else had gone to sleep. And he was taking notes on what had happened that day. And all of a sudden he got really cold. He said it got bitterly cold. And he felt a strange presence near him. He looked over uh, through the doorway and saw an apparition start to form in the stairwell. Also don't care for that. Uh, a, and he said a disgusting odor permeated the room. He heard the sound of thousands of flapping wings. And the sound seemed to be coming from the apparition. And the apparition started moving toward him and said, do you know what they did to us? Do you know? Ooh, that's like, I know what you did last Ooh, summer. Yeah, scary. Uh, he said it was the ugliest thing he had ever seen. I believe him. And he left the house and didn't return for three days. And he said it was the most terrifying place he'd ever been involved with. I hear you, dude. It sounds terrifying. Yeah, I feel like I wouldn't stay for 10 minutes. Yeah. So the Warrens claimed that they found evidence of necrophilia happening in the funeral home. Ugh. And that one or more of the morticians was involved. Um, what? I don't. Do I want to ask this question? What kind of evidence? Yeah, I'm not sure I want to know the answer, Well, it's, it's not really that bad. It's They said part of it, I don't see why this is evidence, but it says the grim tools and discarded nature of the deceased's belongings suggested as much, but then they also found arrest warrants for the undertaker for necrophilia. Um, and they said, surprisingly, not surprisingly, that this is the root cause of the problem. Duh. Um, well, I don't know if it's the root cause, but it didn't help. <laughs> it certainly true, contributed true, true, true. to some problems. Um, they said that the, along with the tortured souls of their victims, the house was infested with demons that they were, that were attracted, attracted to the negative energy. Um, I mean, I feel like. If you're going to conduct an activity that attracts, okay, if it's, if spirits are a real thing and your actions can attract darkness, doing sexual things with dead bodies is pretty much a guarantee that you're going to attract negative. Totally. I mean, that's not playing bingo with that. I'm not sure if this undertaker was like super concerned about that, but you know, doesn't sound like it. So of course they did an exorcism of the property. Um, it took several hours and several priests to finish. Um, and whether it was successful or not, the Snedekers continued to live in the house for two more years after that. I feel like they might be some of the, bravest people on the planet <laughs> yeah if all this stuff is true or someone's got the most elaborate haunted house scheme going yeah well that's a great transition into my next little paragraph here the explanation of the cause of the hauntings remains fiercely debated okay um there's scrutiny on both the family and the warrens uh it it intensified in the years following the encounter because the families who lived in the Snedeker house 
um, after them and before them publicly stated that they did not experience any hauntings as well as the families. Yeah. So the, the people that lived there before and after the Snedekers said they didn't experience anything. Oh, okay. Um, and in 1992, this author named Ray Garten, the Warrens hired him to write a book about the events. Uh, it's called In a Dark Place, The Story of a True Haunting. Uh, he eventually distanced himself from all of this when the movie came out called A Haunting in Connecticut came out in 2009. Okay. Um, and ultimately he claimed the research and encounters were suspect at best and potentially outrageously false. Huh. Garten said he spent several weeks with the family interviewing them and found that their stories didn't match up. Um, when he brought his concerns to the Warrens, he was told just to use what works and make up the rest. Also, Ed Warren told him that the Sinetikers were crazy, just like all the other people who come to them. Um, if we accept that what happened was true, perhaps the house wasn't necessarily haunted but the family could have been, or at least one member acted as the catalyst with the energy of the house. Or maybe more than one of them was mentally ill. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, if we accept that there was paranormal stuff happening there, maybe it wasn't the house. Maybe that's why the other families said that they didn't experience anything. Maybe it was like, kind of like what. <laughs> even though I hate to draw this parallel to my own house, but like when what, you know, me and Emma experienced in this house, when Emma lived oh, here, yeah. it was like, it seemed to be her centered around her. And it's, I mean, I guess a few things have happened at her house in Sedalia. So maybe it's not entirely, I think Just it's following her around. Yeah. Which I don't like for her. Also, side note, when Emma came and visited last week, she said, so I, we got kind of drunk on Saturday night. <laughs> Whoopsie. And um, I, I don't remember this. I wasn't blackout, but you know, like, everything's kind of fuzzy when you get drunk. Yeah. But she said, she texted me later and was like, oh, I just remembered that when we were hanging out, we heard this, like, loud bang in the house, and both of the cats, like, reacted to it, but we, like, didn't investigate it. Huh. Like, oh, that's weird. And she was like, yeah, and it just felt really significant to me because I was like, oh, no, not this again. I was like, mm-hmm. ooh, that's creepy. Um, anyway, so... I like the nice clap of thunder to follow that thought. Oh, yeah. I hope people picked up their stuff that they were picking up for me on my porch. Um, if it's a hoax, it seems likely that maybe the family did experience something, but maybe it was exploited and manip- manipulated by the investigative team for a monetary gain. It's always a possibility. Yeah. Like your picture of this house. She's like drawing... A house. It's cute. Like a mansion. A haunted house? Is it a haunted house? Well, duh. <laughs> um, 
I was like, let me let me quick like draw this right. house that I'm imagining in my mind. I think it's interesting that the author of that book, he like has every reason to kind of go along with the story because he stands to make money from this, but he didn't, which kind of suggests that he thought maybe people were getting exploited and manipulated. Um, well, he could, you know, be like ethical and stuff. Yeah, no, I, that's why I think it's interesting is because like that, that makes me want to believe him more. Right. Right. Because he could have, um, easily like gone that route. Yeah. He could have went along with it. It would have been easier and more profitable probably. Um, also, there's a lot of weird similarities. Not weird, just like there's a lot of simil- similarities to the Amityville case. Um, it's a house with a horrific past that was undisclosed to the family before they moved in. There was a book written about it. Um, also, Lutz had later admitted that some of the incidents were exaggerated for storytelling purposes. Um, and no other residents of the home had experienced a haunting. So it, I think that's also kind of suspect that it's very similar to another case that the Warrens were involved in. So, like, for me, for this case, it seems like a lot of people have gone out of their way to refute the claims of the Warrens. I think, actually, for all of these cases, like... It seems like every single case has people that are like, hey, no, this is not what happened. Um, And like paranormal phenomena is already viewed as skeptical by the general public, I feel like. Right. Um, I actually looked up how many people believe in the paranormal and it's like 45% of Americans. Really? That's a lot higher than I would have expected. Yeah, same. Me too. Um, But still, the majority don't believe. And I think that, you know, even if you do believe, like me, you're kind of like, well, there's always a logical explanation for, not always, but there's most of the time a logical explanation for something. Um, Or could be. Could be. And I don't, and I think like people aren't necessarily going to believe the Warrens, whether, whether people came forward and said they were phonies or not, right? And the people that came forward must have felt like what the Warrens were doing was wrong and that people were being taken advantage of. And so I think that leads a lot of credibility to the people that are coming forward, whether you believe the Warrens or not. Um, Personally, I think there's like a mixture of both truth and exaggerations and probably some downright lies. Um each case might lean more towards one way or the other. I think that um, maybe some cases are more true than others. I'm I'm willing to believe that something happened to these families. It could be mental illness. It could be actual paranormal phenomena because I do believe in that stuff. Um, and I'm willing to believe that Lorraine Warren is a sensitive, but, and, and also that, my personal biases against claiming everything is demons um, makes me want to think it's all bullshit. Yeah, I the whole demon thing's not, I'm not really into that, but I mean, I certainly know people who believe that. Yeah. Um, 
But I think all these cases seem to suggest that someone stood to make a dollar of this and that where there's smoke, there is usually fire. Yeah, I agree. I So, like, there's a lot of people who believe in the idea of, like, spiritual warfare. You know, that there's this war of spirits happening all the time. Mm-hmm. And... It, even amongst people who, a, a lot of them being, you know, church-going Christians. Like, I have a friend who recently said something to her grandmother, and her grandmother was like, you know, that's the devil. Like, that there's this constant interplay between, like, dark and light. Yeah. Tugging at you from both directions. Yeah. Um, and that you have to be on guard at all times because the darkness is always looking for an opportunity to pull you in. Right. I don't know. It just all seems a little paranoid. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I just, I think, don't they have other stuff to do? (laughs) Not when they can make money. No, I mean mean the the demons. demons. Yeah. Like, don't they have other I mean, I, duties. I just, I have a hard time believing in demons, but I don't really have a great, like, soundbite for why, you know? Like, I don't know. I just, I don't believe in religious. I mean, I guess I can, I'm open to there being, like, evil spirits, but I just, I, I guess it's just, like, the labeling of them as demons that kind of turns me off because. Of the, like, uh, association with Christianity and Catholicism and all that. Yeah, maybe that's what it is for me, too. I I don't know. I mean, the idea of, like, there are definitely individuals I have encountered that I feel like there is something, there is some sort of darkness about them. Yeah. And it's not about them, like, I don't. It's not mental illness. It's just you get that intuitive vibe that yeah, they're just not good people or not yeah. people to tr- people you should not trust. Mm-hmm. Um, and every once in a while, you'll see a documentary where they interview someone who's like a serial killer or you know, a convicted criminal of some sort, and you get that same kind of, like, visceral response where you're like, ooh. Yeah. Something feels really dark and off about that person. And somebody who believes in demons would be like, well, it's demons. Yeah. Where I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Is it just we all have some dark and light within us, and you embrace the darkness? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I think we all have the potential to do oh, yeah. unkind things. Totally. Doesn't mean we're going to do it. Yep. Well, I'm... this turned out to be a short episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not mad about it. I don't think anybody else will be mad about it. I think it'll be okay. Yeah. But Oh, you know what? I do actually have a correction. Yeah. Um. So, my husband was like, Hey, NASCAR and drag racing, not the same thing. Oh. (laughs) And I was like, 
I guess that makes sense. I mean, I know that because NASCAR is like ovals, you know, yeah, where racing drag racing is, like, is one direction to a finish line. Yeah, 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 yeah. That but makes sense. I, just, I don't know. I know it's like a NASCAR speedway. I don't know, like, I guess the rules of engagement, what the difference is. <laughs> Either way, you want to be the one to get there to the finish line first. Mm-hmm. Drag racing is a single direction. Mm-hmm. And NASCAR is driving in loops. Okay. Thank, it doesn't feel... Thank you for that correction. He's <laughs> vastly different to me. Yeah. But I guess it is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. No, yeah, no, I think it... Yeah. yeah. I get it. I get it. Okay. Uh, Cool. Well... I'm sure if you're into it, it's vastly different, but whatever. whatever. Yeah. Anyway, that's my only correction. We don't know what drag racing and NASCAR is. <laughs> which is not shocking. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, uh, I'm going to close this one out. Thank okay. you, Brayden uh-huh. Henzi, for the intro and outro music and for all of the, uh, or for the suggestion of the iPod mount or iPhone mount or whatever. Yeah, that I think is awesome, but I'm definitely too cheap to buy. Mm-hmm. Uh, let us know. So I guess uh, help you stick him with that rubber band I've got <laughs> situation I've yeah. got going on. Let us know if you want to do a episode of the podcast and vice versa. Uh, if you have any stories or topic suggestions or whatever, like literally just say hi. Um, you can tweet us at Creepy Club Pod or you can email us at creepyclubpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. And absolutely. And if you like we'll read it on the podcast and if you don't want us to let us know but (laughs) that's that's incentive um you can also find us on facebook at facebook.com slash creepy club podcast you can slide into our dms at instagram at creepy club podcast uh you can follow me at risboomba r-i-s-b-o-o-m-b-a-h or you can follow heidi at creepy club heidi um if you want to see the meeting minutes for this episode I don't know what's going to be on them because I didn't look up any. I didn't look up any pictures of the house or whatever. I'll 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 figure it out. Uh, you can go over to www.creepyclubpodcast.com. Look for the meeting minutes of this episode, and you can find all of our other meeting minutes for all the other episodes too. True story. Um, if you love this podcast and you would like to support us in some small way. You can share this podcast with your friends or your uh-huh. family or whoever, and you can rate and review and subscribe to us on iTunes or whatever podcast app that you prefer. We also accept pictures of pets, and then we will. Oh yeah, we will say hello to them on the podcast. Yeah, um, send us your pets, and we will shout them out. And um, we want to thank you so much for listening to us. And we that, but oh my god. I'm tripping over my words today. I was going to say, how strong was that drink? <laughs> I think it's the coffee, actually. The coffee makes me, like, so jittery. I was, like, drinking some alcohol to counteract it. I had, So, wait. A, a quick aside before we <laughs> close out. Uh, my roommate brought home this beverage. It's, like, a mixed cocktail in a can that you can buy from Schnucks. I, I forget what the... Um, it's, I think it's a local place. Um forget what it is now maybe four hands i don't know 
But it's like a mixed cocktail in a can, and it, it was called Abides, and it's chocolate, vanilla, and coffee, and vodka. Uh, that sounds like a brilliant. It it was. I mean, it, it so here's my review. <laughs> All right. Straight out of the can, I think that it's a little watered down tasting. Really? Yeah, it tastes like really, really weak coffee. Okay. And so I put it in more coffee with a little bit of, like, sweetener. Do you usually drink strong coffee? Yeah. Okay, because I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a wussy coffee drinker. Well, maybe, maybe if you try it, let me know what you think. But I put it in more coffee and it was drinkable, but it was still kind of weird to have the, like, vodka and coffee taste together. I, st- I still drank it. You better believe it. But <laughs> but I thought it was, like, kind of strange. What's the vodka drink that's got milk in it? Oh, um... Oh, like a, a white, white Russian. Russian. That's probably why it's called Abides. Because of the Big Lebowski, the dude Abides. Mm-hmm. Uh... Mm. All right. Well... Okay, well, that mystery on solved. On that note, thanks, everybody, for listening. We hope you join us next time. Meeting adjourned. See ya.